The stories you're about to hear come from my own experiences being a single mom. Some are funny and they'll make you laugh. Others you might find sad. And there are others that detail some serious situations that we've had. None of my stories are intended to tell anyone how to raise their child or how to parent. They are solely for the purposes of sharing them with you. I know that everybody has their own stories to tell. These are mine. Hi everybody, this is Jill D. And welcome to my podcast. This is the launch of Never a Dull Moment Single Mom Stories. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you all for for taking time out of your day to uh, listen to my podcast. So tonight I want to give you a quick intro and a bit of history about me and my family. So today my kids are all adults. They're all grown up. And even though I was married two times, I was always a single mom. My children only knew the experiences of growing up in a single mom household. You know, my first husband, he was streetwise, you know. He had a beautiful home and family and parents and stuff, but he chose the streets. And unfortunately, he never um, changed that attitude. So our marriage did not last. My second husband, on the other hand, he was a military guy. And um, I'm thinking, you know, stability in the military. But eventually I found out that he had a whole nother family. So, of course, that didn't work either. So, like I said, even though I was married two times, I was always a single mom. Me and the kids had some good times and some bad times over the years. And some of the stories that happened, you know, while they were growing up stuck with me. I used to tell these stories to my family, my friends, my coworkers. And there were times that someone would suggest, uh, you should write a book. Yeah, a book. I thought about it, but I was like, I really didn't have the time or the effort to commit into writing a book. So it just never came to fruition. Um, Some of the stories are classic. And remembering those stories as I was preparing for this just reminded me how funny some of them are, how sad some of them are, how serious some of them are. And so now that the kids are all grown up, I thought this would be a great time to finally compose these stories and put them on a platform. 
my initial plan was to do a blog on Facebook. And I worked for about maybe eight months with a friend of my daughter's. You know, I wanted to under you know understand everything and she was going to help me market. And during that time, as I would recite these stories to her, she changed the dynamic. She said one, one night when we were meeting, she said that a blog won't work. You have to tell these stories. People have to hear you tell these stories and not just read them. So I'm really excited about this project. You know, first I had to run the whole idea past my kids. You know, they're adults now. So I wanted to make sure that they were all agreeable with me sharing their childhood stories. You know, the fun times and the flawed times with everybody. And um, each one of them agreed. So here we are. I decided to move forward. Never a dull moment. Single mom stories. You know, being a single mother, a single working mother, was very, very challenging. But I didn't always focus on the challenging part because I found it to be challenging and rewarding in the same breath, being a mother in general. You know, I was in my early 20s when I had my first child. I first became a mom. It was my daughter. And by the time I was 32... I had two more children, had three kids, two sons. By the time I was 35, I had two failed marriages. So I was on my own. I had to figure out how to manage three little people with three completely different personalities. So I wake up in the morning, I would say it's three against one up in here. You know, felt like I was going into war. My daughter, she was a quiet spirit, but those boys, the minute they opened their eyes, the competition was on. They competed with everything, seeing who could brush their teeth the fastest, seeing who could pee the farthest, seeing who could get down the stairs first, and it was constant. You know, in my house, I laid down some pretty strict rules and routines, trying to follow the um parenting style of my father, even though I didn't appreciate it when I was growing up, you know, I had to use it in my house. So we had wake up time, homework time, play time, dinner time, bath, bedtime. And every day was pretty much the same. And this was a way to keep myself sane as well as teach them how to um, understand what was expected of them. So if I was ever away from home, you know, there was a point in time when I went back to school or if it was a rare occasion when I went out with some friends, they knew what to expect. There weren't many issues reported while I was out of the house, you know, sound like I was going into war, right? Everything had to be structured. And so, so I had to maintain that authority, you know, never relinquish. That was my motto. It was exhausting. Three against one. I'd stay up late at night, many, many, many nights, putting together my strategies for the next day. And in strategies, I mean looking over homework, signing permission slips, doing laundry, laying out clothes and lunch money and lunch and um, getting everybody ready for the next day. And it did not end. 
You know, when they say 24-7, that has real meaning for a single parent. There were times when I was so overwhelmed that I would go down into the back, back part of my basement. I would go to a point where I felt like they couldn't hear me and I would just cry. I would sob, boo-hoo, snot crying, and I would just let it out and woe is me and oh Lord help me and I would go through all of those emotions and then when I would finish I would clean myself up wash off my face go back upstairs get back with the program you know three kids running around you know and and one parent you know it's difficult wrangling three kids on a daily so I had to figure out a way to organize my house. One day I got a call from the attendance office from my younger son's school. And they're asking me why my child wasn't in school. So I'm a bit confused at this point. I'm like, isn't this a holiday? And she's like, no, your son is being marked absent. So I ran and grabbed his school folder and yeah, I messed up. It was my older son's school that had the holiday not my younger sons. At that point, I had three kids in three schools in three different school districts with three different school and holiday schedules. The nature of single parenting was to remember every event, activity, and appointment, and I made a big mistake, a big mistake. My younger son got an extra day off from school, and I kind of felt, I felt horrible Because at that time, I was an executive secretary, so it was my job to stay organized. It was my job to keep track of appointments and events. And if I can do this at work, I had to figure out how to do it at home. That very day, I went out and bought a huge calendar. It was called Month at a Glance. This way, you can see the entire month at one point in time and I took it upstairs and I hung it in our hall closet you know it was in view I could see it at you know from every point and I would go through every event activity appointment practice you know my kids were real active you know with sports and and band so every practice every game every tournament had to be marked out on this calendar. And the secondary way to keep myself organized was that I color-coded it. So each child had their own color. So no matter where I stood, I could look at that calendar and I could see on that day who had what going on if anything was happening that day. So I, I did not plan on making that mistake ever again. And I know it might sound like, you know, oh, it was only one day, but it couldn't be a constant thing. It had to be fixed. You know, um, I'm one person and, you know, my kids had different events, you know, and I I, I couldn't afford to miss an event. I didn't want to miss an event. So there were times when I had to choose what event I was going to go to on that day, you know, and if there were you know, two kids having the same event on the same day, I would have to 
pull in family members, you know, to stand in my place. You know, I wanted the kids to look out and see that there was somebody there to support them. So if by chance the family members couldn't, you know, stand in on my behalf, I had to figure out, you know, stealthy plans on how to sneak into one event, show my face and and spend time there and then sneak out, fly down the highway, you know, and and jump into the other kids event and, and let them see that I was there. So I might spend the first half at your game and the second half at yours. But all in all, it had to be done. So there were other challenges, you know, because all three of my kids are born four years apart. So I thought it was a good idea at the time, you know, if ever in college, you know, I'd only have one of them in college at a time. But Prior to getting to that point, I had to deal with three kids in three different categories at all times. Could be a toddler, a preteen, and a teen, and so on, and they were never together. So that means that they never uh, entertained or enjoyed the same things at the same time. So it was hard to please everybody because they were in such different categories. You know, plus being a working mom. There was a lot of times that I was out of the house, so we had to come up come up with some family fun things to do where everybody would chip in and everybody would feel engaged. So one of our one of our events was our family country cooking night. So each Friday, one of them would choose a country. We'd find a recipe from that country. We all go to the store and get all the items that we needed, and then we come home and we cook this meal. My daughter is an avid reader, so she would bring the history of that country to the meal, and that's what we would do. We'd sit down and we'd eat the food, and we'd talk about what was going on in that country, and we did this every Friday. You know, the kids looked forward to it. This was their thing. You know, there was um, other times that we would... um, Go to Blockbuster on the weekends and have our Blockbuster nights. Um, Blockbuster was a video store where you'd go in and you pick out VHS tapes, you know, to bring home and pop in the recorder and watch the movie. You know, um, we spent so much time there and money because I had to buy so many different videos that the, the video store actually gave us a gold card. My kids thought they were so special. They would tell everybody, we got a gold card. We got a gold card. You know, we even laugh about that to this day, that we had a gold card to the video store. Um, I remember one night when we lived in North Carolina, it snowed. and um, Well, I will say it didn't really snow. It dusted. And we headed out to Blockbuster. And it was about a 20, 25-minute ride. And um, as we were driving, I realized that there was not another single soul on the road. And it's evening in North Carolina, and North Carolina is very dark at night. And we're driving, and I'm like, where is everybody? But the snow, it was the snow. North Carolina did not have any idea how to handle even the thought of snow. So we had to road all to ourselves. And I'm from Jersey, so this dusting was nothing to me. 
So we got there to the video store and we literally cleaned the place out. There was nobody else there. We got every video that we wanted. We stocked up. Um, there was another um, idea that I had was date night. And I did this. This was my idea because as the kids were getting older, um, I realized that they had to share me all the time. So I needed them to feel special. I needed them to have a time when they didn't have to share me. I needed them to have a moment where I was um, only there for them. So with date nights, they could have me all to themselves. It was their time. You know, they could do whatever they wanted to do. We could plan and go wherever they wanted to go. And they could say whatever they needed to say at that time. And it was just me and them. Now, my daughter, she loved theater and Broadway. And we would go to museums and artistic events. And even now, every year, we would plan to go see Alvin Ailey Dance Troupe. You know, they would come to New Jersey around Mother's Day, which was on or near her birthday every year. With my older son, we like comedy shows. We like car shows. Go over to New York to the Jacob Javits Center and see the car show every year. And that was our special time. And he had a lot of issues, so there was a lot of time that we spent. We called it car time where we might be going to uh, anger management or a doctor or a treatment program. And and that that time in the car was my chance to, you know, talk to him and what I call planting the seeds because he wasn't really a talker. He didn't talk much. And as an adult, I see that all of the things that I would talk to him about, he heard me. He listened. He, he, he could tell me everything that I said to him. At that time, I would literally be sitting there thinking, this kid is not listening to a word that I'm saying. But as an adult, he could, he could feed back all of the stories and information that I gave him. And so I, I realized that he was listening. Even when he was in high school, his teacher said he would come in and put his head down on the desk. And I was like, well, that's not appropriate. You know, she said, no, 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 I don't bother him. You know, he comes in, he puts his head down on the desk. I said, I don't want him sleeping in class. And she goes, he's not sleep. You know, she said, because when it comes test time, he's the only one that might pass that test. So he heard everything that I said. So I had to kind of look at different approaches for the different kids. Now, my younger son, he's an athlete. So we traveled all around to practices and games and tournaments. He was on the traveling team. So um, I felt that with his age, you know, every chance that I could get, I would like to be in attendance. I would like to be um, on board. Even if it was out of state, I would definitely try to make it a point to go with him. And there's some stories I could tell you guys later that me being there was definitely a plus, was definitely necessary. So we would we would um, get in a car or or travel however we traveled, and we like loud music, you know. So we would sing, and neither of us have really a great voice, but it didn't matter, you know. That was our thing. So date night was really really special to them, and it was really special to me too, you know. I got to experience their unadulterated personalities. 
learn more about them, you know, uh, learn what makes them tick, help me to be a better parent, you know, help me to, to know that this will work for one, but won't work for the other, you know, and it, it gave them a chance to let them shine. You know, we talk together, we laugh together, but we also shared things that were just between us. And, and that was special. Yeah, that was really special. So um, I'm going to close out. I told you all about how I organized my house and some of the ways that I kept my kids occupied and engaged. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and any ideas or tips that work for you that might also work for somebody else too. And I appreciate your time tonight. Um, I'll be posting every other Wednesday night at 7 p.m. I hope you all plan to join me again and actually hear some of the other stories that I'd like to go into. So thank you. This is Jill D. I've enjoyed sharing with you tonight. And until next time, never a dull moment.